one day we'll have intro music, but like, not today. Hi, I'm Eleanor. And I'm Kalina. And welcome to Don't Quote Me On That, where we where? talk about whatever we want to, really, at this point. I think we're grown up enough movies. to admit that. Yeah. It was movies for a while, and so now we're backsliding. Well, I think it was like four, spe- it was fi- like five specific movies for a while, and then we decided that um, that, that was bad for our publicity. Not that we w- we're probably going to talk about it again soon, but like... We figured yeah. we should lay it to rest for a little bit, let, get some new audience members, rehash our old material later. Yeah, and also stop um, calling ourselves out over our movie choice, really. that That's kind of what we did for a couple weeks. Yeah. It was fun, yeah, yeah. but like I think mm-hmm. um, everybody knows too much about us now. Yeah, but a anyway. little <laughs> um, This week, we are talking about something from this year, which I don't think we've done yet. Mm-mm. Um, and it is an album, and it is called Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Because we are culturally relevant. We are! We're, We're young people. This came out, like, a week ago, actually. Yeah. So. So, next movie we talk about is going to be from the 1800s. Don't ask me how, but we got to balance Yeah, no, we're going to review the first movie ever. We've actually uh, both we're not seen Citizen that. Kane? No. Nope. Mm-mm. We are not watching Citizen Kane. Mm-mm. We're going to watch Citizen Kane. Well, we don't have to watch it. We can just talk about it. We, we know what happened. Okay, it'll be a 30-second show. <laughs> <laughs> so Movie bad, say, thank you. <laughs> Citizen Kane. Oh, my God. Citizen Kane sucks. And if you like it, you also suck. Good night. That's oh, the show. Cut pick. it off. I wanted to say this because I saw this on the um, on the inter on the on the Twitter. Um, so we talked about Scott Pilgrim last week, which I know for a fact. This is like, oh, we're so we're so on the ball. But we talked about Scott Pilgrim last week, and then Scott Pilgrim was trending. And I saw this, like, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. If you saw the episode, you know. But like, it falls right in line with like that Fight Club sort of sort of vibe, where it's like, if some dude, actually, so I think I saw this on TikTok. If some dude was like. Oh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World's my favorite movie. I'd delete. I'd immediately leave. <laughs> shut that down real quick. Fight Club, good movie. If someone, if a man said to me that was his favorite movie ever, I'd think he was going to murder me, and mm-hmm. I'd have to go. Well, not just man, mm-hmm. anyone, but like, man. Yeah, I I feel like like it's it's a movie that's really easy to like for the wrong reasons, and like it's definitely mm-hmm. a bad sign if a man. Yeah. No, just a man. Just a man likes it. Also, it's man. a bad sign if a man. Bad sign. Um. <laughs> anyway, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. It came out the end of May, twenty twenty one, and it's a good song. The first single came out January eighth. I think we're gonna go track by track. I think would be the easiest way to do yeah. this. So Kalina. I have a couple of thoughts. Before okay. we begin, I wrote these down. Yes. Um, I have a lot of questions about her album cover, and it did make me think about. I don't know if anyone remembers Incredible Crew. They were it was a show on Cartoon Network, and I've made Eleanor watch this song. They did a song called. They did like skits, and sometimes they did like raps and stuff. <laughs> and uh, her album cover reminds me of the sticker song, <laughs> which I made Eleanor watch. So if you have some time after this, go watch the sticker song song by Incredible Crew, and tell me I'm wrong. Also, side note, um, she performed on SNL, which is the first time I'd heard any of her songs from this album, and her second outfit she wore for, I think, Good For You was insane, and I'm trying to cop it. Yeah, the, who it was like a plaid. I have decided that I'm just a sucker for anything plaid. Yeah. Um, I love it. it I love good. a corset top, too, so it was, it was both of those, and it was, it great. was dangerous. Anyway, first track. Anyway. Called Brutal. First track called brutal cleaning you go first all right well i um i wrote these as the song was playing so i said i wasn't prepared for the drums coming in i thought it was like kind of all of a sudden also i listened to the song couple the album a couple of days ago so i'm just going off my notes here i don't remember how all the songs sounded but i wasn't prepared for the drums coming in i do love the like, kind of raw guitar it was almost aggressive like it didn't sound like they it's hard to explain, but there's like a raw guitar sound in the background, like a raw electric guitar playing in the background, 
And I'm also so sick of 17 as well. And then I talked about the Dancing Queen because that's the only good part about 17. <laughs> when I turned 17, I always talk about this. I never like planned to be 21 or I didn't really plan for last 19, I'll be honest. Not like, oh my God, I'll be dead. But it was like, I don't know. I just like, I never planned for that. Like it just seemed, you know, it seemed like far away mm-hmm. and... 17 was a tangible age. I like being 17. When I was 17, I said I'd be 17 forever, but I like 19 too. I thought 19. That's was a Metro good. Station song. What? I said a lot of words. 17 forever. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> 21's okay, but like being the dancing queen would be nice. Um, and then I said, Where is my teenage dream? Katy Perry? question mark. Mm-hmm. Because Katy Perry, Katy, listen, Katy Perry was on something there. And then. They let kids curse nowadays, which is something I did see online. But, like, I remember when I watched Disney Channel, they didn't let them kids know nothing, okay? Actually, they weren't um, allowed to do anything. I saw a a little TikTok about that um, because that's where we get our news because we're very um, smart and Actually, well I got my read. news from Weekend Update on SNL. Excuse you. <laughs> I don't think that's better. <laughs> I don't think it's worse, but I don't think it's better. Anyway, um... Most of like the like the Miley Cyruses and the Selena Gomez's, um, they were signed to I think Hollywood Records, which was owned by Disney, and so they were very controlling over like what they could put out. But Olivia is signed to something else. I think um, it's I think Universal. In the long run. I yeah, think, I think it's, it's a little bit more. Yeah, because um, those kids, Miley Cyrus them were doing cocaine so i just feel like olivia rodrigo less likely to do cocaine could be wrong i get a good vibe off the girl though yeah also she's 18 so i i think yeah, you're okay, legally they allowed didn't let to... those kids breathe on disney channel okay they weren't allowed to like i don't know wear short clothes i don't know like they, they were like it was like being in the military is my understanding okay mm-hmm. and we were all just like yeah that's normal and fine we should treat children like that anyway well, they I mean, we were also, nowadays. like, literal... Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I think this is a good album opener. I love this song. Um, I also... My favorite line is... I'm so tired that I might quit my job, start a new life, and they'd all be so disappointed because who am I if not exploited? Clean and I talk about this all the time, I think, on the show and off the show. Um, like the the perils of being famous, and I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's neat that people hate it, but I think, I think it's it's nice that celebrities are finally starting to not be. Like it, it's getting a little bit more normal to talk about the the downsides of being famous, um, because people are a little bit more understanding, and they're not doing the whole, oh well, you know, you have millions of dollars shut up about it sort of thing yeah and i said this is something we talked about a couple episodes like well but i said the first verse i felt really capture what it's like being a teen and to mm-hmm. reiterate it's hard being a teenager but i think just being a teenage girl like being a girl on top of that is another level and i really liked these are supposed to be the golden years but i wish i could disappear because i think no matter how good your teen experience was that is something and not just teens but that's something you can relate to is you could be having the time of your life and sometimes something just switches in your brain and it's it's all these you know it's all these pressures and, and obviously she's talking in the concept uh content context past or context of celebrity and i do agree with eleanor i do think it's a, it's a lot better to be a lot more transparent nowadays because yeah i think a lot of people are like oh that seems like such a good job and might even get into it for the wrong reasons and you need to be i think everyone should be up front not just celebrities i think everyone in yeah. every sphere should be painting an accurate picture of what their life is like yeah, and I think it's even more important to be kind of transparent about, um, like, the downsides of things. Because there are a lot of kids whose goals are to be, you know, a YouTube star or a... Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's more a lot more prevalent now. And I think... Um, spe- this is a whole different thing. But I think, like, especially family, family YouTube channels and channels that are catered towards kids, they only show the good side. And I think that's kind of doing a disservice because so many kids want to be like them and it's not you know the fun cool free trips to disneyland every single week yeah but that that's a whole 
that's a whole nother thing that we might talk about at some point um but i like this song i think it's a good album opener i think it is the it sounds really fun and i think the lyrics are um they're not i don't think they're, they're the most like raw lyrics of the um album but i think it it does open up you know that the album's going to be a little bit more um emotional than maybe a regular pop album um and i also can't parallel park so i liked i like that visibility in there i um my last few bits i like the instrumentals i kind of felt like the instrumentals in between the verses and such felt kind of like the killers kind of s and I do think her lyrics, I don't love the chorus, but I did think her lyrics very accurately portray, and I think this happens throughout the album, she's very clear about what she's trying to get across, and I think her lyrics do a good job of that. They might not be, they're not, like, very straightforward necessarily, they're not, like, kind of feeding it to you with a spoon, but they're also not necessarily the most abstract and, like, deep, but I do think she does a good job with lyri lyrically. I agree. Would you like to move, oh my goodness. I don't know how to use my lash. Would you like yeah. to move on also, to the Also, Eleanor's a little choppy, so if I'm busy looking at her, it's because her, she's talking, but her screen's frozen, so I'm trying to put the yeah, two together. I have bad connection here, so we're all sticking but, with it. Yeah. Um, Trader. Um, my notes for Trader are very short. I did say it had a very different um, vibe from Brutal, but the opening reminded me of Congratulations by Mac Miller, which is the opening for his album, The Divine Feminine, so I was like sitting there i forgot what i was listening to so i was sitting there expecting like ariana grande to start laughing because that's what happens <laughs> in the opening for that song um and again i think the album themes are very clear um perhaps at a, probably at a time too simple but again I, I do think i'd rather you you know give it to me straight rather than trying to be all abstract and fail miserably um and i was wondering if this whole album is about one specific relationship because she talks about they'll talk about this later but she does talk about the same general scenario over and over again so is it I was just wondering if it's about the same person. And I wasn't expecting such a slow song. It's not a slow song, but by comparison to like Brutal, it is. Mm -hmm. I did like, God, I wish that you had thought this through. I thought that went hard. And the reoccurring idea of you'll never know slash care what you have put me through is one of the themes that pops up a lot. Eleanor. Um, yeah, I, I thought about the same thing because she does either she has really bad taste just overall or she had really bad mm -hmm. taste one time and made a great album out of it um yeah. this isn't my favorite song on the album but it does have my favorite line in the whole album which is the one you mentioned um god i wish you had thought this through before i went and fell in love with you and um yeah i heard that the first time i listened to the album and then i had to like pause and have a little bit of a cry just because it um hit hit a little bit too uh sensitively on my little heart um i don't love this song i like it it's it's i don't yeah. love like slow songs in general um but i do think it it flows well and i think it does hit like the the hurt that like you can you can you can feel it mm -hmm. and i've never been cheated on but i think if i had i would um have a breakdown yeah, and I think, also, yeah, oh, I think uh, guess you yes. didn't cheat, but you're still a traitor. Um, I like that concept. I did like that concept. I thought that was very nice. I um, I had heard like snippets of this song, and that's why I thought she was very good with the themes. Um, again, the whole like you don't know what you don't care what you put me through, but also this person, it's almost like. Like, God, I wish you thought this through. It's like this person's so self-absorbed almost. They don't, it's not like, not even they got to the level they don't care. They don't even realize. They don't have any awareness beyond what mm -hmm. they're doing right then and there to like consider, oh, this might be bad for someone else. Yeah. And I think um, also, I kind of like the, in the, the first verse, she says, um, I always knew that you talked to her maybe didn't even did even worse um and i think that kind of hints nicely at the whole i i don't want to sound pretentious and say like dating culture but like the whole the whole thing about you know what 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 the like the talking stage versus like actually being a boyfriend versus like you know where's yeah. the line and what counts as cheating and i i, I think that kind of i don't get any of that and me it's just either 
it's like fascinating to me how people navigate that. And like, I, I would say they do it well because you talk about things like miscommunication, like Eleanor was saying, you know, I knew that you had talked with her, maybe talked to her, maybe worse. And people navigate that. Like, it, I don't know. I just think it's the most confusing thing. And I remember one thing when we went to Ireland and they were talking about how like, like dating culture in country, different country, in countries is different. But like in Ireland, I think they said you just kind of go out a few times and it's assumed. Like you never really say the words. You just like, you go to the movies a couple times together. We're assumed we're together. Whereas here, we're like playing games for six months, and I just, I just, yeah, no, it's like an art form almost. Like I see, I've seen a couple TikToks that are like, oh, I think he's gonna ask me to be my, be my boy, or ask me to be his girlfriend today, and it's been you know five months. If if we're like casually dating for five months, and there's not like an assurance that, like, if you I ask honestly, me that question that far in. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say you get, like, one or two months of yeah. not being exclusive, like, at most. But at that point, y- one of us, like, you should know or you should not know. And exactly. I don't know, I just, I don't think I have. that from the jump. Yeah. I say the but, same thing about, like, it's kind of along the same line for me for proposals. I don't think, like, marriage proposals should be, like, I don't think the fact that you're proposing should be a surprise. Oh, no, absolutely not. That's another like, that's another thing I don't I don't know. I don't get dating culture. I'm no. I I was at work today and a couple of us were talking and someone was like, "Yeah, my brother just uh, bought his girlfriend a promise ring after 9 years." I'm like, D- "If it's been 9 promise years, promise to what? Drag me out for another 9?" Yeah, like like, I understand not wanting, like, not ready or wanting to be married, but, like, just just wait for an engagement ring at that point. Don't give yeah. me a ring that says, at one at some point, I'm probably going to do this. Just either... Promise rings are confusing to me because I'm like, I'm promising yeah. to marry you, which isn't that what the engagement ring is? I get promise rings. I did see this, and I don't love people who do this. Um, I do think it depends on the situation. But sometimes they do it in high school. If you've been together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you've been together for a while, that makes sense. If you're not, like, at an age or at a time in your life where you can't... Well, if you're not at an age, I get a promise ring. But if you're not at a time in your life when you can get married, the engagement ring is, is, a, is a promise that I'm going to marry you. And the promise ring is a promise that I'm going to get you an engagement ring so that we get married. So, like, yeah, just, like just skip the middleman. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not like, what this song was about. Yeah, not even a little bit, but... I liked I liked that little uh, reference in there. <laughs> okay, the next um, song is the first single off of Sour, and this song went crazy. If you've been um, unless called, you've been living under a rock, you probably heard you've it. heard it or heard about it. Um, it's called it's Driver's note. License, and. The first time I heard this, I think I listened to it about like 15 times over, so I'm a little bit sick of it now, but mm-hmm. it is a good song, and I think as a, like a debut song, it's insane. Um, I don't love the bridge, the like red light, because everyone played it. I thought that was the worst part of the song before, and then everyone used it for everything. So like, I'm I'm a bit sick of that. Like they used it in an SNL skit, and I thought it was a good skit, but like that was the part that they were all singing at the end, and I was like, there, there's so many. I think this song is one of her best just lyrically. Like I think it's got so many other like little bits and pieces that are so much nicer. Mm-hmm. And the highest praise I can give this song, because I never say this about anything, is I never had a high school romance, but this does kind of make me wish I had one. Not necessarily just to be sad about, but like I do it does kind of make me be like, oh that would be that would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I was <laughs> I was gonna say I don't love the bridge either. I think it it feels just a little kind of it's it's just a titch too different. Um, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, I I I really like like how, songs in the car, Mm -hmm. oh, I like how when she performs this live, because I watched her on SNL, and I watched her on the Brits do this, Mm -hmm. I like how you can, like, I don't know, there's just something about the way she sings that you can, you can feel it, and I think this song is a good, yeah, I do think she added a lot of depth live, Mm mm-hmm. Sorry, I keep talking over you. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> That's half this no, show. No, I think she has a lot of depth live. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but I said, I like yelling songs at the car, and then this made me think of, so the other day I was at practice, and this guy was like, um, what song were you listening to in the car a couple days ago? You were like, he was like, you were really bopping to it, which was embarrassing for me, and I will never be doing that again. And he was like, it was kind of like a punk rock song. So, um, that was embarrassing, but this, I do think this is a good song, not just because it's about cars. I do think this is a good song to, like, scream at your car, uh, scream in your car by yourself about your imaginary high school romance that went bad. Also, mm-hmm. my favorite line, and I feel like this doesn't get the, like, what it deserves is, um, I guess you didn't mean what you wrote about, wrote in that song about me. I think every time I hear that, I, like, feel it, and I think that's the best line, especially, and I don't want to get into the drama, but I did hear there was a lot of, like, real life context around that song and so the person she's hypothetically singing about would have been in the same songwriting space so i think it just it's not like oh my boyfriend's in an indie band he wrote a song about me i do think it's a very different like more pressing matter in her world you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but i think that's the best line i yeah i really like that line and i don't know i remember being really excited to get my driver's license and i think that's i don't know i think this is like it's a very a song does really well at um being hyper specific to like her life but also being something everyone can relate to which is a hard line to walk and i think she walks it really well in most of this album yeah i did say that um you know the bit where she's like today i drove through the suburbs and pictured i was driving home to you i think that's something everyone has probably done not necessarily pictured you were driving home to someone maybe you picture you driving home to your you know you got you know you're driving home to your dream home or something i think that idea of a car i think is it's kind of like um like the shower it's a space where you're where you're on your own and kind of anything anything goes it can be your own little Mm -hmm. space essentially for this little pocket of time so i think that's good and again all the cursing is a bold choice i had a lot of thoughts about her cursing i didn't i don't care but like it just i remember i remember when I was at the age, to, when I was old enough to remember Disney stars doing things, it was right when they were, like, leaving. Like, Miley Cyrus was doing Can't Be Tamed and stuff. So, like, I remember being, like, I was, like, stressing out. I was like, what is going on? This is not, the, <laughs> like, Hannah Montana. And, you know, like, I didn't have anything else going on in my life at that age. So, that was that was the biggest thing for me. Oh, and Eleanor and I talked about this because Eleanor had sent me an article that said, like, Olivia oh, yeah. Rodrigo's album is good, but it's not groundbreaking. And I said how musically cultural, I don't think it's spectacular. Sorry. Cultural oh. reset was yeah, the language used. And I said that musically, I don't think this is a, like a spectacular song. I don't think it's a groundbreaking song, but I think it, the way she tells her story is. And I, mm-hmm. not everything, what we were talking about when she sent me that article was not everything needs to be groundbreaking. Like you cannot have a novel idea every single time. It's, an, it's just, first of all, it's impossible but it's not fair to the integrity of, not to sound, I sound all soapboxy, but it's not fair to the integrity of the art you're producing either. If every time you're like, oh, I have to be better than this. Because one, all, all we're, basically all you're doing when you're comparing yourself trying to groundbreak is rehashing the old things, just trying to do it better. And it's it's not going to allow for any original thought. Like not, again, so to summarize, not everything has to be yeah. groundbreaking. And it made me think um, a lot about the Avengers and like how they kept all the endings a secret and how in the end a lot of fans agreed that the endings weren't um like true to the characters because they Mm -hmm. were trying to do something they were like nobody can guess a spoiler but like part of part of the reason a movie is good like a soup all the superhero movies are exactly the same that that's just that's the whole genre like every rom-com exactly the same that you you in a you can't make a groundbreaking rom-com at this point. Everything has been done. That doesn't mean that they're not good or fantastic in their own right. Like Olivia putting out a pop album with some pop punk and a little bit of, you know, Taylor Swift, like her influences are very heavy. It's not groundbreaking. It's not a cultural reset. doesn't have to be still good. Still great. But imagine, I think, imagine if everyone like gate, it was gatekeeping this, like, like Romeo and Juliet, right? Everyone gatekeep Romeo and Juliet. Uh, listen, I'm sorry. Romeo and Juliet's the foundation for so many stories. And I think that's the best example because it's such a popular piece of media. You don't have to retell and 
reimagine and revamp Romeo and Juliet every time. You can have the people from two different worlds trope and ignore all the other stuff. You can take your bits and pieces and and make them your own. Like I I I'm a very big believer in that's what art and media is is made for is to is you make this thing that's very you, but you if you didn't want people to to work with it and and live in it and change it, you wouldn't put it out in the world. You just hold you just hoard it all for yourself. Yeah. Like, and it'd be so exhausting to, like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Clint and I talked a lot about that, and we have a yeah. lot of we have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Excellent. Um, also, a lot of thoughts and feelings. <laughs> um, so, the next song: "One Step Forward, Three Steps Back." It um, interpolates. In, interpolates, I think, is the right word. It uses the same piano line as a Taylor Swift song. One of my. Uh, uh, Taylor's a song that I really, really like. There's this performance of her doing New Year's Day on Jimmy Fallon that is just heartbreaking. She... Anyway, Funnily enough, that one song... of my notes is about a Taylor Swift song. So. Um, so this song also has a lot of um, Taylor Swift references sprinkled throughout. We won't get fully into it, but you can look them up. Um, the most glaring one is One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. 13 is like a big number in the Taylor Swift world. Um, but this song sounded familiar and then I was like, oh, guys. obviously. So, my Taylor Swift crash course here. I wasn't expecting think, um, quiet, such quiet slash slow songs because I had heard a lot of people online saying how this was like a pop punk revival and like a lot of people comparing her to like Misery Business by Paramore and stuff. So I did feel like, not just this song, throughout the album, I felt like the songs were a lot slower for what I was expecting. It doesn't mean they're bad. I was just imp- um, surprised by that. And I did appreciate... This, this, these notes have to be read together because I got confused. So I said, I appreciate she was showing the side where she's in the wrong. And I I likened it to Back to December by Taylor Swift. Because I think Taylor Swift gets a bad rap for writing about her exes. But I think in that song, she was like, no, that was me. You know, that's my bad. But then I said, never mind, this song's not what I thought it was about because it is actually about the guy. And then I said, that sounds like an abusive relationship, girl. You gotta leave. <laughs> and I the, back to the whole idea of celebrity, because she had such... Uh, such like a, I guess a storyline, not the one she made, but like fans were latching on to for driver's license. I kind of feel like fans would be overly invested and project onto the person they thought she was saying about in driver's license, which I don't think is fair to anyone involved, whether he did that, you know, whether this person did that or not. But um, I did like how she finished kind of with I'd leave you, but the roller coaster is all I ever had. Because back to my abusive relationship comment, and like considering she is so young. I think that's a fair point is like not knowing better like logically you're like okay this is bad and not to get all perks of being a wallflower on you but I think this is a very true line is we do, we accept the love we think we deserve and I think um again that's a good example of I think that's an idea that you can find in lots of media in in different ways but basically you know you're young you don't know any better you, you think it's love like those are my thoughts I, I'm going to well not necessarily disagree with you but i i don't think it's okay i guess i'm gonna disagree with you Um, (laughs) i don't think it's like a case of her accepting the love she thinks she deserves because i don't think it's it's like deserve i think it's more yeah like having your first crush and like your first relationship past you know like a third grade holding hands thing is you know, you think it's normal because that's all you've ever, like, you know, yeah. you have nothing deserve, to compare it to. I, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get where you're coming from, but... Yeah. I, I agree uh, with what you said. It, she doesn't know any better, so it's not so much she thinks... It's not like she thinks she deserves bad love. I just don't think mm-hmm. she realizes she could deserve something else. Because yeah. she doesn't have any other context or frame of this reference. Kind of ties into another thing Clean and I were talking about um, a couple days ago. Uh-huh. We do talk a lot. Um, where, like, we don't... This is, uh, I don't know how to say this delicately. Like, if a relationship is not making you happy most of the mm-hmm. time... Just, like, a lot of the times it's easier to just break up with them and mm-hmm. move on. Rather than, you know, staying and trying to, to fix it or fix the person. Yeah. Like, especially if you're as young as she is, really just not happy, you know, like, 85% of the time, leave. Like, obviously there are situations where that won't work, but for the most part, like, 
if you're, you know, 16, 17, 18, and your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, if you're not having fun with them, that's your time to have fun. Peace, peace out and go have fun by your yeah. lonesome. I had said to Eleanor, if someone's not making you happy 100% of the time, and she was like, I don't think that's realistic, and that's fair. But I think, I don't think at any point should someone be making you actively unhappy. Like, ever. If you're in a relationship with them, I cannot think of a single instance where them actively trying to make you unhappy is for the betterment of you or your relationship. So, like, yeah, sometimes someone might have a bad day, but I don't think that's necessarily going to make you unhappy. You know, it might be like, aw, or, like, they might snap yeah. at you. But if they're making an effort, like, I I don't get the point. And, like, sometimes I hear people complaining. And after, I, I'm a big believer in, like, threes. And, like, first of all, after one time, you gotta go. But, like, if, if every time you have a problem with someone and it's the same, basically the same issue just presented different ways, you've got, like, you've got to, uh, you got to stand up for yourself, essentially. Like, you mm-hmm. got to, at one point, put yourself first. Yeah. And sometimes standing up for yourself, you know, is having that argument and fighting it out and re- reaching a resolution but like if you're 17 and you've I'm been dating a boy for three months leave yeah. what do they say yeah. like they say like the right thing's not always the easy choice you know and i i do think that's true in this case yeah anyway um, if you have a friend that- who's not listening to you there's your clip send that to them <laughs> relationship girls gurus yeah are. friendships relationships maybe like not your parents we're not qualified for that one. Yeah, no. I'm not touching um, on a 10-foot pole. Next song. Oh, sorry. Just one more note on this song. Mm-hmm. I I like this song. Um, I don't love the second first, but I do think it's fun when songs say boy. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my note. <laughs> that's your whole note. Okay. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Next song, second single, Deja Vu, Kalina. Um, this was my first time listening to it in its entirety, but I did hear 500 million snippets. Um, driving in the car is a big theme, and I suppose that is a big, I think this again links to how young she is and kind of gives you more the frame of reference, because that is a big marker for adolescence, is getting your driver's license and be able to go places. Um, and I really liked the delivery on the line, so when you're gonna tell her... I saw a lot of, like, people using this video, and I didn't like the context of, like, oh, I'm the girl trying to make your new girlfriend jealous. Like, I know that's what the song's about, but a lot of videos, like, used it quite literally, and I don't think the song was against the girl he's dating at all. Like, I don't, I think they missed the point. And I said that, I I also do think the song's not entirely fair because everyone's a conglomeration of people they've met, like... Again, she's angry, so, like, whatever, artistic liberties. But, like, I was thinking that on his part, right, now the guy she's singing about does seem like he sucks. But just in general, when you break up with someone, I imagine you, again, your conglomeration of people you've met, like, I don't think he necessarily intentionally was telling her the same jokes. And then I decided I didn't like this song because I'll read these notes to you. I said, although if it's the cheater then that didn't cheat, then I agree. The guy he's talking about, traitor. But I said, I considered skipping the song at the Billy Joel part. And then I said, am I a pick me girl slash music sob question mark question mark? And then I said, um, I don't think people under the age of 16 or 17 should be allowed to say they're in love with each other. And stop bringing up Billy Joel. It's bad for my ego because I listen to Billy Joel and she's younger than me. And I didn't realize that Billy Joel was something you had to explain to people. And then I was like, maybe I am a music snob, but I don't think so. Um... But yeah, so I don't remember that specific line she said, but um, I don't think you should be allowed to like, like, oh, we were in love. What happened to us? You're 17. How do you know? I, I don't think I could tell you now. Yeah. Um, I think the line you might be talking about is, um, I bet she knows Billy Joel because you played her uptown girl. You're singing it together. I bet you even tell you, tell her how you love her yeah. in between the chorus and the verse. Um, how do you know? Well, again, if you're 17 and you like someone, you think you're in love because it's your first time having that big of feeling. Yes, I just don't think you should be allowed to say it. I, 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 Legally. Legally. We'll hold law. up in court. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think the music video for this is a lot more fun than the song is. I think this song is just a titch too repetitive to me. Um, I... 
I don't know. I, I get where she's coming from, like, being angry that she was just another girl that this boy kind of played his little tricks on. But, like, yeah. I, I think this one, I, I don't remember which song you said was a little bit unfair to the other person. I think this song is, is more unfair yeah. than whichever one you were talking about. But... Like, not to be all, like, get, it. get over it, but, like, we get it. He cheated on you and he's with a new girl. You gotta move on eventually. Yeah. But the video... For, have you seen guy. the video for this? No, I didn't watch any of the videos. Oh. The video's very fun. Um, that's the best part about this song, and I know that's mean, but we are going to move on now. Unless you have any Good for thoughts. you. Nope. The next song. Good for you. I think Good we should move on before we the get... The third um, and final <laughs> album... Probably it's not the my third favorite and final song. album. It's the third and final no. single. Thank you, Kalina. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is my favorite song off the album. I think it's yeah. so much fun. Um, yeah. I heard on SNL for the first time, I love this one. To reiterate, her outfit was sick. Her outfit was sick. The video for this. Oh my goodness, Kalina, you have to watch the video for this. It's It's like every trope of the movies we've been watching. It's fair. Okay. She borrows a lot from like early two thousand movies. It's amazing. She does a little, she does like a little cheer cereal, cereal, cheerleader thing, and then at the end she like comes up from a lake and her eyes glow. Um, no, this this song is so fun to scream in the car when you're mad or when you just yeah. have a lot of feelings. Um, I thought the whole album was. This is what I thought the album was gonna sound like. I thought this was gonna be the vibe for it. I liked. I really liked how it had the very rock bits and then it mm. got quiet. I thought that was a good balance. So I thought the album would either sound like that or be, a, you know, a balance of a rock song, a slower song. Um, my favorite part is, and good for you, it's like you never even met me. And I do feel it kind of, if it kind of feels like you got left behind and it was unexpected. So you, again, back to the whole guy being self-absorbed, you're kind of questioning your sanity. You're like, did we, like, mm -hmm. or did that happen? Did, did we do those things together? And I think your apathy is like a wound and salt is one of the best lines in the album. I think that gives you a very visceral, like I, I don't know, I had a very visceral reaction to that line the first. I can like imagine that. That's, hmm. But yeah. no, I think uh, lyrically it's great. I thought it was a fun song and I think it really, it really puts you in her mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this song is so much fun. Good song. I, great. So much fun. No complaints. Uh, I like, my favorite part is when she says, well, screw that and screw you. You will never have to hurt the way you know that I do. Um, mm -hmm. If you are ever upset or having a bad day, get in your car, turn it up really high, get on a freeway, go 70, scream it, get off, turn around, go home. Fine. You're great. Yeah, that's, that's how I got the note I mentioned earlier, which is like, he kind of doesn't know and doesn't care about what he's putting her through, which is a theme. And I think that line is the, the crux of the theme for the album. But like, you, you're never mm -hmm. going to have to um, hurt the way I do because either you don't care or you just, you're, you're so far gone, you didn't even realize it. Great song. I have no no complaints. I, I think yeah. I retweeted something um, on our Twitter, which is don't quote us 27 if you want to follow us. I produce some quality content on there. But I retweeted something that was like, this gives me Machine Gun Kelly vibes. And it kind of does. Mm -hmm. um not like i don't know i it, it does i don't know how to explain it, it does but like it does I, I again i thought this whole album i think if the whole album sounded like this i would have liked it a lot more yeah um i think that's a good segue to the next song enough for you i i i didn't like this one um i i'm just i'm very maybe i'm just mean but like well obviously but i don't think that's the reason yeah like again one you're thing, too young to be putting I, that much of yourself in a boy yeah i and i said if you have to change yourself to get somebody then they shouldn't have you which is a hard mm -hmm. thing to come to terms with like i yeah. think i realized that fairly early on but like i i see people around me and like it's hard to understand because you're like well why not i want to change for them but like if they're not giving you anything back yeah oh, i did say she said something about reading your self-help book, help, self -help books, and I'd like to reiterate, I'm never learning anything for a man. Ever. Mm -mm. Um, and I said, you should have, I think she should have stylized the title the same as the last one, because it was good, and then the number four, and then you, and then this one was enough for you, and I was like, this is a big jump, like, I just think, 
because of the vibe of the album, I think stylizing it like Good For You was works. And again, didn't realize how so- slow these songs were because online everyone uses like the punchiest part of every song. Mm-hmm. But the main note I was trying to get to, because someone talked about this in Driver's License, was how songs were written from the perspective of a person of color, which I think is an important note. Like in Driver's License said, because um, you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. And I really liked that line. I didn't realize why until someone pointed it out. Is There is always this this element of competition and kind of I did say I understand the feeling of not being enough just because you exist not because of anything you did it's just you can't compare to the standard that someone else set that you didn't even sign up for anyway that's me and um and then I said all I wanted was to be in love which is a line in the song and I said ouch but me too and someday I'll be everything to somebody else and I like the idea but that someone should be you and I was thinking about remember when Ariana Grande broke up with somebody and she wrote that song and she was like um her name is Ari and I'm so good with that and then also Lord has a song where she's like I'm dancing in the living room with another girl but it's me the person who you should be everything to first not to be all so boxy again but like it should be you mm-hmm. I don't think anything could be enough for you is another line and I think I think this is I think the song is she's like kind of as the album ends she's coming to terms but it wasn't her like she really couldn't do anything and this man is in fact crazy. Um, Sorry, that was my thoughts. All good. No, all good points. Um, my least favorite part of this song is when she says, uh, "Someday I'll be everything to somebody else, and they'll think I'm so exciting. Then you'll be the one who's crying." Um, yeah, your goal shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no your your goal your goal shouldn't be to complete somebody else. It should be your yeah. Like, it should be like the. I get, I get wanting to be like, haha, I'm better now, or I'm better than you, especially when it's fresh. But again, I do think this song is kind of closing out like a. It's I don't think any like, again I don't think anything could have been enough for you. I don't think anything I did would have changed what happened. So I do think the idea of haha, I got a one up on you because now someone else loves me, isn't the way to go about it. Mm-mm. I mean, and again, like. But- I don't want to be too mean because obviously she's young and this is like the first big heartbreak that she's had and like it does it changes it impacts you a lot I don't want to say it like changes you but like it does impact you a lot so I can definitely everybody can feel where she's coming from but like also thinking of somebody who has you know three four years experience it's okay um anyway happier I know I just said that I didn't (laughs) Um, I like this song so much, um, even though it's, 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 I don't know, I think it's kind of similar. Um, I don't know, I just, I, I feel this way a lot, um, cause there was a boy, obviously there's always a boy, and, um, now the boy is with somebody else, and I'm like, you know what, I hope that you are doing good, but... I don't want you to be doing better. I don't want you to be like, I, you know, I, I want you to like carry the, 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 the little bit, just a little bit of pain always as a little, little reminder, little memento. There you go. I don't want you to be miserable, but like, I want, I want you to think, yeah, I always want you to, I want to be on your mind all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of notes on this song. I said it kind of started like a Bruno Mars song. It reminded me of when I was your man. Um, and I, I do think this concept of the idea of somebody that I used to know is crazy. Like, I just, the idea of people breaking up to me is just mind-blowing, okay? Like, I know it happens, but, like, the idea of someone's out there and they just know things. Even, like, friends, they just know things about you and you don't talk anymore. Yeah. It's wild. And, um, kind of, I do like the, the need to be a fly on the wall. Like, she wonders what they're doing. I can get, I can understand post a breakup this obsessive need to be like what are you doing are you okay like are you having basically are you hurting like i am like that sense of wonder and i did say there's no girl hate here because she said she she's beautiful she looks kind Mm -hmm. um and i did say the breakup if she's talking about the same relationship this whole album which i think she is the breakup was very clearly one-sided yeah you you can tell that the like the the rug was pulled out from under her Mm. and we got a good album out of it but no, I do, I do like the part where, um, let's see, 
She says, now I'm picking her apart like cutting her down will make you miss my wretched heart. But then she goes on and says, but she's beautiful. She looks kind. She probably gives you butterflies. And I think, mm -hmm. I mean, if your boyfriend sucks and cheats on you, be mad at him. They're, like, unless the other unless the girl, girl knew. Yeah, knew and, like, still purposely pursued him. Mm -hmm. She was also taken advantage of a little bit. Like That's what happened. It's got Pilgrim. And I thought that was one of the things they did well. I agree. Um, yeah, this is a good song. Mm -hmm. I really like this song. This song made me cry the first time I heard it, but we're not going to talk about that. Jealousy, Jealousy. Next song. I do like how she stylized all her um, song titles. I thought that was cute. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know that beauty is not my lack. And I said, ouch, part two. Because, like, I... That's not sad because I'm cool now. I never didn't necessarily think I was beautiful in high school. Like I didn't feel like that, and I feel like that now. But I know sometimes, even still, I you can, I think it's just very easy to find shortcomings in yourself, and it's very easy, especially when things go wrong. To, I think it's easy to go, oh yeah, I deserve it for X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, but I said that you gotta adopt the here for a good time, not a long time mindset, because that's my motto. Losers focus on winners. Winners focus on winning. I don't know why I wrote that down, but. That was my notes for the song. <laughs> and I did say that the it's culture of comparison is very real and hard to escape. And you got to find something that grounds you. Oh, and she talks about this idea of, I want to, this is one of the lyrics, I want to be you so bad and I don't even know you. And I think everyone has been there, okay? You're sitting on Instagram and everyone's life looks just wonderful. And even just like little aspects of their life, like, oh, they're, you know, their kids are cuter, like something. But like, it's very easy mm. to just kind of get lost in this culture of, I don't know anything about you but your life just looks better than mine for this very minuscule part of it that I'm seeing. And um, I like the beat on this song. I thought it was nice. Yeah, I like the beat. Um, I do kind of wish all the songs were a little bit more, like you said, just mm -hmm. a little bit yeah. punkier. I think if she um, gave a little more grit to the songs, it wouldn't have been so... And it is, it, I mean, it is what it is. It is a high school first love falling apart but i just think it would have been just a bit more depth if it had a little bit more grit to it yeah um yeah i like this song my one of my favorite parts is um i'm happy for them but then again i'm not just cool vintage clothes and vacation photos i can't stand it i sound crazy which is like i i don't think i like i can't recall a time where i was like oh I want to be like this person on Instagram, but then I look back and when I was in high school and a little bit before that, I was like, oh, you know, I used to have a subscription to Seventeen magazine and I'm slowly coming to terms with the fact that that affected me a lot more than I thought it did. Like I had a dress in my closet that was the same as um, the dress in Seventeen, like the next issue and I already had it and I was like, oh, I'm the coolest person in the world. And I tried to style it the way that Seventeen Magazine said to style it. And I was like, oh, I look horrible in all of these. And like, oh, it didn't feel great. Um, mm -mm. So I, I don't know. I like this song. This song made me think about, reflect on myself just a little bit too much for it to be one of my favorites. But it is really good. <laughs> Moving on. Next song. Favorite crime. I did say it kind of sounds like the start to the other song. So I think around this point, the album kind of got a bit repetitive. But mm -hmm. I did like that the songs were short and the album was very easy to listen to. Um, I did say, I defended you to all my friends, which is one of the lines. And you can't come back from that one. Like, once you tell your friends, that's done for. You can't come back from that one, okay? Um, but I did really like, because I was going down, but I was doing it with you. I thought the delivery on that was really nice. And I think so the good. idea behind it is really good. And also all the things I did just so I could call you mine. And I th I, I went back to the idea of, like, kind of feel like, what's the point? Because you didn't even stay. And this idea of, I mentioned it a couple songs ago, but it was kind of like, I, I feel a little crazy. Like, I don't know if any of this meant anything or if any of this happened because you've moved on so quickly. Which I think is uh, another one of her themes that she does really well. I agree. Um... I, I thought the song, I, I loved this song. Um, yeah, the bridge is really, like, a lot of people talk about Taylor Swift's ability to write a bridge. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo is up there. And again, like, anyway, 
you can very clearly tell where she got her inspirations, but I don't think she did it in a yeah. copying way. I think she built on it really well. And this mm -hmm. song is really fun, but also remember, if a guy dating you is criminal, maybe don't do that. If he's 35 and you're 16, I know that's not what happened here, but you know, if a relationship- every time I hear that song, Criminal by Britney Spears, like people will be using it for audio for things, and I'm like, that's not good. It's a good song. That's not good. <laughs> not, that's yeah. bad. You know, just make also, sure the crime is like shoplifting. If you guys are yeah. shoplifting together, good. Murder, bad. You know, know the line for if you're going to commit a crime together. Um, I think everyone should only get one, like, irredeemable bad boy. You can only claim one and then that's it. And if you have him in real life, first of all, do better. But, like, also, you get that's the one you get. You only get one. Mm-hmm. And don't want to be Jason Ted Bundy. If it's Ted Bundy, you need a therapist. If it's Ted Bundy. If it's Ted Bundy, I take back my rule. My rule doesn't apply to you. Um, but mine is Jason Dean from Heathers, except for when he killed the people at the end. Well, I guess he didn't kill people at the end. So never mind. It's Jason Dean from Heathers. And I will I will die on that rock, okay? I know it's not a great choice, but it's my one. Well, Moving on. could be What's worse. Your As long as it's not Ted Bundy, you get a free pass. It's not Ted Bundy. I... <laughs> Have a think on. <laughs> um, there's this show called Veronica Mars. It stars Kristen Bell. And in it, um, the guy from... Oh, what's his name? I always forget what his name is. Um, the, the, the guy from Jennifer's Body. Colin. Oh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Garner. Kyle Garner. Go Garner. 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 Okay. Like a gallbladder? Okay. <laughs> Garner. Um, he plays this little, he plays this boy who um, eventually manufactures a brush crash that kills a bunch of people. But like he he did it because he has a bad dad, cute, so. and he's cute. So no, I I think Jason that's mine. Dean had a bad dad too. So really, it's not their fault. Nothing is ever anybody's fault if you think Except about it. Except for Ted Bundy. Except for Ted Bundy. No, he was bad. He but you know these guys are fictional, so it's okay. Actually, anyway, there's a song. I think we should move on. Quickly. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Last song. Hope you're okay. Um, I thought she was going to say, I knew a boy, boy just like you, because that's a song that I've heard a lot lately. So that's where I thought she was going with that, but that's not. Um, I, oh, talking about bad dads. Mm -hmm. um, I think in this song, she acknowledged he kind of came into it messed up too. So I think this is kind of going back to the, giving some, I think giving some, um, some humanity to the guy now. Cause I think the whole time she was like, you suck, you were awful. You made me feel like I was crazy. Basically you just didn't care about me so here i think it's kind of giving him some humanity because she mentioned she had a line about his parents which i'm sure eleanor will come through with in a moment um again back to the one that got away kind of Katy perry feel you're wondering what could have been which i think is a natural thing can eleanor I, has some thoughts can i interrupt a little bit yes go ahead i don't think this song is about the same person at all like i i think this is completely like a different situation Probably, yeah, because like I said, I was wondering at the beginning if the whole album was about the same person, but because every other song is just so on the same, it just seemed a little weird to throw in a song about a different guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. A different situation. I, I can 100% like see um, thinking it's the same guy, but no, I mean, obviously you wrote the notes as you were listening to the album, but I don't, I don't think it's about the same person. That's fair. It, it, like, it doesn't, like, who are we to know, you know? I'm just theorizing. If I were writing an album, yeah. I'd stick to, you know. I I think logically you'd, you'd run it through if you're, the way she did for the other songs, but that makes sense. It does seem like a whole other. It's a very mm. different vibe, and I don't think she got here gradually. Like you know, sometimes they follow a very clear theme. Um, yeah. It didn't seem like she got here gradually throughout the tone of the album. It seemed like she was really angry at him, and then she was kind of determined with it. And then she was angry at him, but not like she was upset, but not angry at him specifically anymore. So this just kind of seems like a random jump from that. It, it is. I think this is a really nice album closer, but yeah. I, I do think it would have been, uh, it would, would have been a little bit better to, I mean, to, to put a song that wasn't about a boy. Like, it's weird to have just one song that isn't about a boy, not necessarily like the same boy, but if it's break up, break up, break up, break up, 
breakup sentimental song about people I grew up with. I, I just, I agree. It, it seemed a little bit thrown on there, but it still, it matches the tone and like the feel of the album, but the lyrics yeah. are just, I don't, I really like this song, but I, I do think it's I, kind of a I weird like a mission. I said, I, I like what you were saying about, you know, sentimental, because I think it's a good song for anyone you care about. I think you could send this to anyone. I almost jokingly sent it to Eleanor. I'd be like, thought of you, but then I thought that was embarrassing, so I didn't do it. Um, but again, we're all we're all pieces of the people that come into our lives. That's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. And I said the end, um, I what I really liked is at the end, it sounds almost like a turn signal, which is I thought was a good way to finish the album. And also she has that, um, on that, What's the word? She has that the those audio audio elements in driver's license, the turn signal. Sound effects. And also that's it. I was gonna say onomatopoeia, <laughs> but I knew that wasn't what <laughs> um, but I did see a drinking game online where someone was like, You should take a shot every time she mentioned a car and I think you'd die if you did that. You would die. Um But I did think I agree, I think it's a good closer. I think it's a good closer. I think this song is um I don't know, I I sobbed about this song for a while. Um, I don't think we should let you listen to things anymore. We really should. I, yeah. Um, and I know Kalina has said this like six times, but I do really like the idea that we're all um, just like little pieces of people that we've picked up along the way. Like I know there are things that I do that um i first like i either first heard about or i first picked up from like people i don't even talk to anymore people i had a, like, a really bad falling out with but like they'll always like there's always just a little piece of them my favorite thing about eleanor okay <laughs> that eleanor has picked up for me <laughs> is my grand my father is jamaican as everyone has known right now and he has a tendency to cut out the he says teeth instead of thief and i jokingly say teeth around eleanor so now eleanor <laughs> i don't <laughs> I don't know if you realize it all the time, but now Eleanor says teeth, and it's the highlight of my day every single time it happens. I know. One time I said it the Instagram other day. Story. Yeah, one time you made like an Instagram. I used to take Eleanor's tortillas all the time because she didn't eat them. And so she made an Instagram story that was like, Kalina, teething my tortillas. And I was like, I was like, do you realize you wrote that? It's, it's just the peak for me every single time. I said it the other day. I said something. I was like, I teethed it. My mom was like, what? <laughs> you what? And I was like. Wrong audience. Wrong audience. <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh... <laughs> no, I, I can't think of any like specific examples, but sometimes my friends, I know you've done it a couple times, but I can't think of any. Like sometimes my friends will say something and I'm like. Okay. But no, I. Lately, I've been spending a lot of time at one of my friends' house, and um, I don't know. I, I can tell that you know we're we're kind of melding, and I don't know. It's just it's just a really sweet concept to me that even people who like aren't there anymore. Like I know there are things that I like picked up from my great grandma, even though I knew her, you know, three four years. But like I don't know. It's just it's just a really sweet concept, and I really like that you brought it up because I agree. And we were probably terrifying together because we lived together, we went to class together, oh and we God, did everything and I, together. So we were probably just we the were, same person. <laughs> we were together for probably twelve hours out of a day, like yeah. at least four times a week. Um, yeah. Anyway, teeth. That's um. That's my party. That's just the highlight for me every single time you say it. So, I didn't even realize that I like. Yeah. And every time I go and I'm like. Eleanor just said teeth. It's just, I hold it in here when I'm having a bad day, I think about it. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, I think it's a good album. It wasn't what I was expected, but um, that doesn't make it bad. And not everything needs to be groundbreaking. And sometimes yeah. you gotta you gotta go through it. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the album, out of a few times, a few songs are a little bit too juvenile but also she wrote it when she was literally 17 so you need to yeah. be a little bit nice about it um overall good album i'm excited to see what she does next and i'm excited to see how she grows because mm -hmm. i as long as she like stays on top of things she's going to get big mm -hmm. 
and I think those are my clothing thoughts. Good, good album. Please don't ask us to ever review anything <laughs> from um, recent times again. Yeah, this is just a little bit too fresh for me. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I have to keep hearing the songs now. Um, um also, uh, oh, sorry. No, no, <laughs> I no, just you thought go. about it. Um, I. I, when I was Googling, I Googled around just a little bit to see, you know, that's how I found one of the, the, the article we talked about. People were like, millennials are enjoying this album too much. And like, I saw one thing that said geriatric millennials. And like, stop being mean to people who like things. This happens to teenage girls all the time. But like, just stop. Yeah. Oh my goodness, sure you're 25 you like and you can still. Much. Yeah. You're 25. You still remember what it was like to get your heart broken in high school. Guess what? Literally everybody knows what it's like to get your heart broken in high school. Don't be mad because people are remembering it. But also stop bringing up Billy Joel because it makes me feel bad about myself. It, Kalina, I think that's that my closing piece. You. I don't it think you're just a snob, me, but, but like... Olivia Rodrigo, please stop bringing up Billy Joel. I feel bad about myself. Her specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parting thoughts for Kalina... Well, actually, I have a challenge for you. Please go watch the Good For You music video and give me okay. all of your thoughts. Um, yeah, it's a good album. We will be back to our um, 2000s BS. Citizen Kane episode soon, next probably. week. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, it will all be a solo venture from Kalina <laughs> because... Uh, it's good. It's just 30 minutes of me saying Rosebud. <laughs> No, that's going to get on, like, the bad side of the internet. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. This is oh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I have been Eleanor. This has been Don't Quote Me On That. We'll see you next time. Yes, we will. One day we'll have outro music, but, like, not today. <laughs>